guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 104. It's so nice to have you here. We're doing something a little bit different this week. Um, with Wild Swimming, we've got a bit of a live Wild Swimming session. We've got a chat on the beach. We've got really rustic kind of, and a really, really deep conversation on the beach because I think nature brings that out. Um, but yeah, I hope you're looking after that mojo, guys. Um, do what makes you feel great. And when the challenges come, I would say just pour that self-compassion on. So if I think I can't be bothered going for a run today, I'll say, wait a second, you love running when you get in your stride. You love releasing any negative energy in your body. You love raising your vibrational state. You love the creativity, the ideas you get when you run. You show up better. You are a better person when you run. We've got a garage in the gym. A garage in the gym? A gym in the garage. And, um, you know, we've got boxing and weights and all sorts, rowing machines and all sorts in there. So if I'm thinking, no, I'll just stay at my desk a bit longer, I'll say, wait a second, no, you deserve to get off the screen and you deserve to take a break, blast the tunes, you love the feeling the next day when you've lifted weights and you're getting stronger and your muscles are growing. So it's just chatting to yourself in a way that's positive when all the negativity can sort of crowd over you. Be kind to yourself. I think you'll get so much out of this episode. So I've got a lady called Bernie on. Bernadette Petrie um, and she is based in North Berwick. She set up the amazing Barefoot Sanctuary um, which is really near um, the sea which I absolutely love and she really helps a lot of people in that space. She does coaching sessions and she really gets people into nature which is just amazing. Bernadette also has a book out, Permission to Shine in 60 Thoughts, um, and wow, I love the book. I've underlined so much in it, and we pick up so many of the themes in the book. Um, so in 2010, Bernie was admitted to the Glasgow Priory, suffering from what doctors were calling a manic episode. You guys will, a lot of you will know if you've listened for a while that I can relate to that, except she was 210 and I was 220. What was that about going into a new decade? Um... It was day five of an intensive emotional roller coaster journey which had terrified her and left her mentally and physically exhausted. I can totally relate. That evening, Bernie experienced what she refers to as a spiritual awakening and so began her long, slow journey of recovery. Now, a lot of you will know too that the camp is divided from what people have said to me. So many have said, oh, textbook spiritual awakening, what you have. So many have said, manic episode. Um, what matters at the end of the day, though, is what I think. And that's something that I'm still sort of exploring slowly. Um, there was definitely a lot of things that ticked the spiritual awakening box. Um, warm, loving light. I, I talk a, about it a lot on this with Bernie, um, so I won't, I won't go into too much in the intro. Um, but during Bernie's stay in the Priory, she began to paint flower doodles and she carried on producing these doodles over the following years adding little messages on them um, which she published on Instagram and in her daily blog and uh, each flower helped her begin to love and cherish herself I love that art therapy is a thing guys I actually am not that artistic but I've never drawn it was like we'd sort of change rules and I was a naughty schoolgirl in hospital doing all the pictures for my kids and they were always so excited to see what I would make them <laughs> um so yes the book uh, follows Bernie's journey, exploring 60 of her 227 flower doodles and explains how they helped her rediscover the parts of her hiding in the dark. And in doing so, 
help you on your journey to giving yourself permission to shine. And we all deserve to shine, don't we? Um, yeah, there is even a song, Shine. Um, so yeah, I really love this conversation. I've, I've broken it up. So we're doing it live on the beach. You'll get a bit of a meditation before a wild swim. You'll get a reaction when we come out in the buzz. You'll get us hearing, you know, really, really deep stuff. Um, so at the start of the conversation, just we're going to be speaking about um, the kind of the feeling, the sort of out of body experience, um, compassion, having a body that we need to keep grounded, um, the spiritual side of it and, and that love that I was speaking about. And then I'll let you hear us go into um, getting prepared for the cold water. And then after we have a post swim chat that I've, I've edited and put some bits of that in for you. Um, and you'll we'll just, we're having a hot chocolate that Bernie kindly made with maple syrup and the spice stuff. It was lovely. Um, and we're just sitting, listening to the birds and just chatting. And we, we talk about the vibrational scale and and uh, anxiety and stuff too. So lots of little um, nuggets throughout this. And I just invite you to join us in the beach and join us for the swim. It's good to have you joining, guys. Join me for my special afternoon in North Berwick. I actually went there early and... Uh, had a walk all around the, the beach with a friend first, which was fab, got a coffee, and then um, went to an old park I used to go to in childhood, and just, oh, it was quite a spiritual day, actually. I loved it. The mojo was flying. Um, so, yeah, I, I really recommend you read the book. It's fantastic. But I think we should just get Bernie on now, and we'll just talk, and um, we'll talk honestly and real and raw, and we'll get under the surface, and we'll get deep, a pretty deep swim today um but it's so nice to to have you here with us so let's do it guys let's jump in are you ready let's do it mm, so much love went out of my body and then went back into my body and it was like and then the first little body had been dehydrated exhausted uh-huh. so i went back into a very tired yes exhausted like I remember looking in the mirror and I was like bent over like an old lady and it was like wow and that's the whole point about this being so compassionate with this body because this is the body without this body I can't be here and I can't vibrate without this body it's the the hard thing is when you're open-minded to all of this and you're feeling it it's the balance between being grounded in your body because you still have a body as you say between when you're connected and you feel like you're out of body that's what it felt like for me a lot like I felt this just this really um buzzy energy but just like oh song sounded different uh everything was just coming to me um I just felt like I had this wisdom and I, uh, mm. but then as I say, anyone challenging it, I, I couldn't handle. So I don't know what that was about. Um, I think that's all the shadow parts of us because it's like, whilst we, I think we get, we get a, cause that almost like in that moment it triggered. So you're in that place of incredible feeling connected and then someone challenges you in that moment that part gets shoved out of the way by the part of you that's like what do you mean you know it's like because yeah. there's just there's so many other parts of us yeah. and it's like we're here to 
we're here to be that grace to all of those parts of us yeah so that ultimately somebody says something and it's like there's no trick it's nobody's triggered nobody's nobody's feeling in danger or threatened yeah. or needing to to convince you or in fear but you need you know you need to see what I can see no yeah you know so I mean I'm 10 years on from that feeling and it's still you know people, I don't need you know it's like so I don't I don't feel the need to prove to people or convince people because mm -hmm. it's like it's a trust thing it's yeah. like it's all going to be but, it, but my responsibility is to own how I feel yeah. own and listen to all the parts of me that are afraid and be their advocate or be their nurturer yeah I mean would you see your time in the Priory are you thankful for it now then yeah so uh, yeah I think it was hugely important um, and physically I was exhausted mm -hmm. and I needed and I it was um, so the world was very noisy mm -hmm. and I it was like I liken myself in the prior to being a newborn baby yeah and in the same way you wouldn't put a newborn baby into a crazy noisy stuff I wasn't ready for that yeah. because I, I was so full of love mm -hmm. and and I guess my psychic abilities had been really activated and something had been so I was just I was in that vulnerable state of new birth I think yeah um, your psychic abilities yeah, yeah just because because you because I'd uh, totally surrendered and then I got flooded with I feel like I got flooded with okay we're gonna show remind you who you are yeah and now go back <laughs> you know? like, now you're gonna get on with it so that so and, and also because it was a heightened awareness I could feel I could feel people's energies and I could and that was the gift that I have I can feel people's fear I can feel people's anxiety I can feel their stuff and I and I physically wasn't in a position to necessarily handle it so yeah. as much as it was frustrating for me to be in the priory um, that said I would I would if I could if I was if I was designing the place where I would put myself yeah it, I would have been on the beach every day. Yeah. I, I, I when I went into Paris, I knew I needed to be deeply connected to nature. I knew mm -hmm. that nature was hugely important for the psyche. I realised that by being barefoot and in the water, all of that, everything made sense. That's where God was. God was in nature. Yeah. God wasn't sitting in a psychiatric hospital with all the balances and checks. Um, and a lot of the staff I felt were in were disconnected. They were disconnected. So that's what I struggled with most. Yeah, actually, yeah. was seeing that and seeing the judgment yeah. in them and, and hearing like I felt like I was treated like a naughty schoolgirl. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that struck because freedom's like such a high value for us, mm. and it's how we can really feel mm. love. And I, I felt like all the rules were just and you can't go out no you're going to be grounded for the week because you've been singing too much you're too stimulated that kind of stuff yeah, I was yeah I was on upset I was going to upset the apple cart in the in with the other patients and stuff yeah because you're just too you know they think you're mad yeah um but yeah I th so yeah I would definitely I mean when I when after the priory I felt that one of the reasons which is why I've opened the sanctuary in a way I realized I was meant to create a space where people feel safe and held mm -hmm and allow themselves and it's kind of like those that have having a spiritual awakening can come 
and and talk about that stuff and share that stuff and and practice that stuff mm -hmm. um, and you know not piss off all of their family <laughs> yeah well that's the thing because that you're going to get so much comfort like for me it's like the family were so afraid of what was going on like she's out of control yeah, and it was positive sides they could see you know I was full of energy and fire and just sort of me times a hundred mm -hmm. but just that lack of fear and boundary really terrified them and like at first I went to hotels because I refused to go to hospital mm -hmm. and I would go for spa retreats um, I got press rates so it wasn't too bad but um, I remember my brother saying you're going to the Balmoral today are you and the nursing team are going to come and see you there I said yeah it's better for me than in hospital I've mm -hmm. got, got massages booked and mm -hmm. then I'm, I've got a massage tomorrow in Lush that I'm reviewing so I'm not paying for it it's fine because <laughs> he's like you're spending all this money um, but I remember after that massage and that hosp uh, hotel stay I just felt so much more like myself yeah. But then I would go home and something would trigger it. Uh -huh. And then my husband was like, I can't, I can't look after you. That was the way it was saying, like, you're, you're not stable. Mm -hmm. You're unstable. Mm -hmm. I guess because I wasn't sleeping and I was out of body a lot. Cause that, cause it was, so I probably, what you've experienced over that period of time, I experienced over five days. Yeah. So, and then it was like, and then I had the boom. And then it was like, okay, now I understand. And now I've got to heal myself. And I've got to get really curious about all the parts of me that are afraid because, and then it's like, now I've got to love and I've really got to love and nurture myself because they will never, they don't understand and they won't let me go. Yeah. Out yeah. If I don't shut up. Yeah. Stop talking about God. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, almost like operation, just not play the game, but just, you know, And I drew, draw flowers, you know, and but the, the, and then I mean I think it took me a year. I would say it took me a year to recover from that, from that period during that period of time. Mm -hmm. And that isn't a recovery from the that was a year. But it's the same again. It's like a toddler. It takes a toddler a year, to, a baby a year to walk. Mm -hmm. So I think it took me a year to learn to walk. Yeah. And be able to talk. And then I was starting. Then year two and three. It's like now you're starting to talk, but it doesn't make sense. And then it's like you're. Four, so it's like five, six. Okay, now you're able to talk about this with some clarity. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I just feel like I went right back to that thing. So it, it kind of, if you can relate it to where you're at, as if you've been reborn. Because mm -hmm. like we all have a very strong intuitive line. Like I talk about that golden thread in one part of our life. Yeah. And if we can learn to weave from that and make decisions that feel equally right. Just be like, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. That feels right. The business decision feels right. The food choices feel right. The relationships, you know, all of it. I remember having a really strong intuition to move to North Berwick. It, ah. was, it was last August. And I'd oh. sent my husband a message. I think we should move to North Berwick. And... Uh, he was like all the fears and lists of why not and then of course i had the breakdown in january and then covid and he said during covid oh, it would have been lovely to move to north berwick uh, but i think that's the hard part when you have intuition and you feel something but then you're in a partnership and you need to agree if you're raising kids 
that's hard because you can you know it's two people deciding isn't it like yeah. if it's something down to where you're living yeah 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 no i think well you have to be on the same page don't you um so you moving to Norfolk? Well, then my parents <laughs> ended up moving over to us, uh, our side of town, and then my brother and his wife and my lovely nieces moved back from mm -hmm. Spain, uh -huh. and they're beside us. So I said, well, I could never move away now that they're okay. all round the corner. Uh -huh. But but maybe I was thinking today when I was walking around, uh, I met a friend earlier and then had a wee walk before I met you, and I was just thinking maybe one day, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's just not yeah. the right time now. Yeah. But, um, and maybe it's just a commitment to spend more time in the, at the coast. And we have been doing that. I mean, today as we're sitting on the beach, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. uh, for November, it's glorious, mm -hmm. isn't it? Because mm -hmm. the last time I was here, I've been going to Gullen and stuff, but the last time I was here, it was like really windy. It's couple months ago really windy and then the storm came just as we were getting out from the swim but today the sky is like blue the sun's out mm -hmm. i think it'll be a more enjoyable experience <laughs> so have you been swimming every day at the moment or? Oh. started swimming um been swimming pretty much and i have literally been pretty much consistent if i'm away somewhere i don't obviously swim but every day i'm here um, and I've been here most of the time. So is this where you come this No, I tend to swim over outside my house. But this is where I bring people. Uh, that I've started to bring people here and in, in between there for the. This is where we'll be doing the outdoor swimming experiences, or just a lot, you know, anywhere along, depending on the wind and the direction and where it feels like this is where we're meant to be. Um, so I kind of always think this bit is like the extension of the sanctuary here. This is the outdoor. So this is where I come and we'll, we'll coach with people or. You know, we when the circle of light when we were doing it in person, we would come down here after for a bit of perfect time and a cup of tea. Oh, I love that. Um, but it's yeah, it's just getting that. I mean, this is so. There's and when you are wild swimming, you've got to be just aware of the landscape. So mm -hmm. very shortly, you wouldn't have been aware that there was a rock there and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we've just got a little window here. Mm -hmm. but there's over there. There's a really clear spot as well where you can get through. Um, but I, because I'm lazy, I just go straight from the house right across yeah. and it's the bay Amazing. in North Berwick and it's just a, you swim out to the buoy and you can swim to the, the rocks. You can't see them here but there's rocks that are about parallel with those rocks that you can swim out to and I'm, got, I'm getting more into swimming, just front crawl, longer distances and just doing it as, as, as exercise as well. Oh wow, so you're actually full on swimming in there. Yeah, but yeah. only for like... Um, in the summer it would have been longer but as it's getting colder we're just swimming faster and shorter yeah. so it's like okay to the boy <laughs> float and then out <laughs> and that's why lunchtime swims are really nice though because there's a bit more heat in the in the day okay yeah so you've got this wonderful heat and when you're lying on your back you're just um, getting a you know you can sun worship in the oh, winter you love know? That. and I think this is the thing about you know, when we moved to North Bank in 2005, we moved for this. We moved for this. We moved for a different way of being, yeah. not rushing around, and 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 just we just saw a different. You know, a, a, we wanted the beach life. We both wanted the beach life. Um, but I think it's only even. It's only. It's just becoming. More, just. More, I mean, this is when I'm happiest. 
Mm. You know, I can't imagine not doing this. Yeah. I don't want to not be able to do this. So this is the whole business has to be like a lifestyle. Yeah. Business as such. Oh, it's so. amazing. Yeah. Well, if you want to go in, yeah, um, I'm happy to um, go for it. Okay. Well, do you want me to take you through the? visualization just to help you with yeah. the breathing and to see what it's like if it makes a difference uh -huh. of when you go in yeah that'd be amazing walks before and the way that you prepare for a fire walk is that you do an awful lot of energetic work on the inside so that literally when you walk across this fire you're the same vibration as the fire yeah. Okay. So I've decided to think, well, we can do it for fire, we can do it for the other extreme. Uh -huh. So we're not lowering our body temperature, but there is, there's actually something hot about very cold water. It kind of scolds you. Yeah, it does. The same thing. My legs go really red. Yeah. So it's the same scolding thing. So what I do, when obviously when I walked into water that time, it's like I was in the surrender position. Uh -huh. So when we walk into the water, mm -hmm. the only thing I'm telling my brain, which is the reptile part of my brain, is that it's freezing and I love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And I, I keep saying it. It's freezing and I love it. It's freezing and I love it. And I, I also say we mantra, Conventina heal my mind. Oh. And I used to say, Conventina heal my soul. I never realised my soul doesn't need heal. Yeah, it's your like, soul's fine. My soul's fine. My soul's, it's your mind. Yeah, my sort of asking for the mind to be washed of the thoughts. It's like Pontius Pilate when he washed his hands, uh -huh. he washed away any responsibility or any idea. So that's why even energetically, if you go and wash your face, wash your hands, uh -huh. you'll come back to a, a, a project. Hello, hello. You'll come back to a project differently yeah. than you can. I know you can smell the chocolate biscuits, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just that constant, uh, can we, you know, sometimes like the wimp off, can we take control of this mind? Okay. Or will we let this mind run us? Okay. Yeah. So will I go into the water with a completely different intention? A, knowing my body is safe. Uh -huh. B, knowing that my ancestors have coped with much worse and that's why we're here today yeah that we the water is our friend cold water is a way of us becoming feeling so alive mm -hmm. it it's like the best depression drug ever mm -hmm. if a depression drug could give you the state of well-being in that in instantly the way that the water can yeah so it's like this is for me and good for me uh-huh so the whole way in we're going to be constantly thinking it's freezing and I love it it's freezing and I love it and that's the only thing that we're going in uh -huh. but we'll do a wee just a wee meditation to uh -huh. sort of get all parts in agreement and then we'll walk in Amazing. This, for you. this is my I believe it's my secret weapon for sea swimming I always wear a swim cap oh amazing <laughs> oh I love it because I like to dive in oh wow thank uh, you very much yeah. I love the colour as well <laughs> I'm not, because for me it's about diving through the psyche, Okay. the limitations, diving through, it's like we're, we're breaking through to the, our spiritual awareness, uh -huh. that's why it's important to me to have a hat on. It's so warm as well, <laughs> I'm yeah. excited about this, Bonnie's going to try and steal it off me but <laughs> it's mine, yeah. I'm claiming it. Yeah, they are good. Uh, you like, that kind of and you realize inside of you you have a furnace you have a heart that's so friggin alive you have blood pumping through your body it's boiling hot in there so it's like okay give me some of that 
that chi energy, I guess I must call it, almost no way. And I've been amazed at the difference that I feel when I dive in, when I am totally controlling my breath, connected purely to my breath, and making sure my head is in place of it's freezing on it that way. Yeah. Okay. It's freezing on it that way. So it's just like close down your eyes. Breathe in through your nose. Out through your mouth. I just want you to imagine that you are walking down to the water's edge and see yourself walking down to the water's edge already. And as you walk down, you're breathing out. You feel the excitement and the sea calling you in. And in your mind, just keep saying to yourself, it's freezing and I love it. It's freezing and I love it. You see yourself breathe in all of nature around you and you feel the earth supporting you and the water calls you forward and you step walking into the water and the whole time it's freezing and I love it it's freezing and I love it it's freezing and I love it and you're breathing out and as you either sink down or choose to dive through See yourself now diving through, breathing out. See your hands in front of you under the water. As your face comes out, you're breathing out. And you're looking out at the bath rock. And you're breathing. Take a couple of strokes. Feel a smile upon your face. Feel the cold, freezing cold water all around you. And this peace flooding through you. Now I want you to imagine you're just lying on your back. So you put your arms out behind you with your face at the sun. You let your head fall, your arms fall, your fingertips fall. Everything. You let go of everything. You surrender to the power inside of you, that beautiful source of light, and let the sea hold you. And see yourself floating, breathing. Ten breaths. Every second, let go a little bit more. Feel yourself standing up, smiling as you embrace the cold. Absolutely. Cold water snaps you out of the madness yeah. and you feel alive. Yeah, I think that's what well, that's my first experience of that. It was it was snapping me out of the madness. Yeah. It was like all those things you're saying to yourself. That's madness. Yeah. Come back to me. Come back to who you really are. Yeah. Come back to who you really are. How do people find their true self? If someone was saying. Right, this is all a bit freeze burny. Uh, it's just too much. Um, but they were feeling because I had a message. I put an interview to someone about anxiety, yeah. and I had a message from someone saying, "I'm so frustrated listening because if only they knew the reason they're feeling anxious is because they're not in tune with who they are." Yeah. And 
Yes. He said, I don't mean to sound aggressive, but just listening to it, I wish I could just shake them. <laughs> um, but yeah. <sighs> although that kind of rang true to me, like anxiety can be when we sort of lose or forget who we are. Well, we're, we're fighting reality anxiety. Anxiety is never about what's happening now. It's about what we think has happened and what we think will happen. Uh-huh. So we're, we're, we're getting anxious because we've jumped ahead and we've jumped into the... Sorry, I'll just go grab that. With him, it's like my anxiety shows me I'm out of alignment. The thoughts I have, uh-huh. the thoughts I'm currently having are probably not true. And also that I'm maybe not being true to my feelings yeah so i'm not being truthful about how i feel about something yeah i'm going no it's fine when it's not or i go i can do that when i can't yeah or you know that so and it becomes a vicious circle because yeah. once you say it once and then it spirals doesn't it so yeah it really can yeah so i but and yeah, anxiety. I mean, and no wonder people are anxious with being bombarded, overstimulated. You know, people are overstimulated. Yeah, you can't um, switch off. And you don't. You're 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 in that kind of. There's so much too much to process. Yeah, the vibrational scale. If you th- if you look at you know we are vibrational beings. We are beings of energy, mm-hmm. and so it vibrates. So we are made up of the same things as this. this. Mm-hmm. But the lower the vibration the more dense it is the easier it can actually be on this earth if we vibrate so high we can't be on the earth <laughs> angels can't walk around and be, you know we can't so this we have to lower our vibration even get to be here in the first place uh-huh. but so then but so they all the emotions have certain vibrations to them so depression mm-hmm. is a very 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 low vibration and then it shifts you've seen that have you seen the vibrational scale thing mm-hmm. so you kind of can shift but the fact is dep- Depression is not more value. A higher vibration is not m- more pure than a low vibration. Mm-hmm. They're both just vibration. Yeah, it's like saying a high pitch and a low pitch of one's better than the other. Uh-huh. Both are necessary. Yeah. So our low vibrational feelings and thoughts are our biggest fears. Mm-hmm. Our our you know it's like our I think our demons and our and stuff are the things that we are most afraid of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so no I think um, like nothing enter a demon I don't I don't buy into that a demon enters you because that's like again God enters you mm-hmm. God's always here mm-hmm. God's never not inside of you mm-hmm. um, but your mind can we can both we have the capability of beautiful love we have the absolute seeing and the yang and it just it's the laws of the universe yeah there's, the, where's the, there's no light. The light. There's no dark without light. There's no light without dark. Yeah. But it's like if we own the dark parts of us, mm-hmm. if I own that I'm a bitch sometimes, I'm mm-hmm. a cow and I'm afraid sometimes and I'm jealous sometimes and I'm, you know, just parts of me just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Then if I own those, they can't, she can't jump out without me say so yeah yeah you know? but if i'm trying to be nice 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 and that's one of the things about being in when you people think you're spiritual you're a coach they think oh she's so nice mm-hmm. and i'm like no god i'm not nice 
I'm me. I'm human and I have, you know, my husband will tell you I have, I can be completely self-centered and selfish because I'm like, if I'm in fear, that's where I go. If I think I'm not enough, that's where I go. Mm -hmm. You know, throwing babies out the window as I'm chasing a fear. I don't, I don't think so. But when I'm in that fear and it's always, if I, if I, if we worry about what people are going to think or any of that, it, it, it takes us into the dark. That's when we go into the dark side of ourselves. Yeah. What will they think? What will they say? We're walking towards the darkness. Yeah. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. We're walking towards the light. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Powerful stuff. Embrace the darkness. I think it is. Embrace. I think we have to. You know, because people are even like saying, oh, that. I remember when I was in the Priory. I remember this very clearly. There was newspapers on the nurses' station desks. And I remember it was, I'd, I'd had my awakening. So I'd had this out of body experience and totally then slept for four days. And then I was starting to be out. And I was in the suicide room. I didn't know that at the time, but they had me in the suicide watch room. And, but on that time, so this was now, must have been August now. Maybe I've been in for a week or two. And there was a man who had gone on a rampage uh, shooting in the north of England somewhere. Um, Gaza knew him, knew the footballer, knew him. And he killed I think he killed some people. It was, a, it, was, it was, I can't remember what his name was, but he was in the front page of the newspaper. And there was a picture of him, like, you know, looking terrible. And uh, Dave, who was the Prime Minister at the time? The Conservative, David. Who was the former Prime Minister? David Cameron. David Cameron was the Prime Minister at the time. And the headline, I remember him saying, it was like, he is evil. This, this is evil mm -hmm. person. And I just remember looking at the picture and I just saw a frightened little boy. Mm. I didn't see an evil person. I just saw a terrified, terrified child. Yeah. And you know what toddlers can do? They can lash out and they can oh. hurt. They can be like a demon possessed. Demon possessed. Yeah. Because he was so hurt. Mm. And I just remember thinking, because at that point I was like, we're not, we're born with pure and utter love. Just it's needing hugs and... It's what happens to us here, and that's a whole lifetime of whatever he'd repressed and whatever had been going on and whatever he'd been subjected to. But I just remember thinking, you know, there's David Cameron in his place of privilege saying he's an evil, he's the, that is the face of evil. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, what's evil is people being cut off from their electricity supply and people being you know shareholders just mm -hmm. not giving a fuck that's evil yeah you know? yeah it's sort of and it's sort of uh what what the definition of evil is yeah so yeah i think it's so it's so it's i think evil's an energy yeah um but it generally manifests terrible behavior in people who are vulnerable yeah yeah so, yeah so yeah but I think, yeah, I think our shadow, our shadow side is, um, and that's why people don't get, you know, people are appalled when someone then, they put gurus up and, I remember somebody said to me, because what I do when I go into the full meditation thing, I'm totally like in Zen mode and I'm like totally whatever. And it's always very beautiful. And people have go into deep sort of journeys of, into their childhood and it's very healing. But if I'm in the co-op and I'm buying something or I'm chatting to the kids or I'm thinking about that, you know, I'm not going to be in that space. And yeah. I remember a client, you, you know, one of my early clients, he said, 
you're very different in the meditation mm -hmm. than when I see you on the street. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not present. Yeah. You've probably seen me completely thinking about what I've got a shop or I'm not. Yeah. I'm in, I'm on autopilot, but not yeah. with the divine. Yeah. In the meditation, I'm in autopilot with the divine. Yeah. And the goal, the objective is to bring that into every part of life so yeah. that I am in that state. Yeah. But I'm not. Yeah. And I'm not going to try and pretend to be, ca I'm just not. Yeah. I'm not capable of that yet. I might achieve it in my lifetime. I might not. <laughs> You'd be like walking around in light and... You know, but, um, but it's like... But if I tried to, if I tried to look like I was like that, oh Jesus, I'll be back in the priory again. <laughs> so yeah, I'm most keen for people to realise I'm not perfect by any stretch, but also, but more so that, um, uh, but that they are perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love look that. These, look at these so thank you for joining us on the beach, guys. These were some of the snippets, the sort of deep conversations that we had. Um, and I wanted to read out a couple of my favourite parts of the book, um, Permission to Shine. Um, there was one part that really resonated about how we never forget how people made us feel. And in chapter well, four, chapter four, point four, um, I guess you would call it fourth thought, hold your beliefs loosely in your hands. If I close my eyes, I can still see her stillness as she led a mindfulness session at the Priory. Her name was Sharon. I don't know her surname and weirdly, when I look back at my journal, I've no mention of her. But I think of her words frequently and consider her one of my early spiritual guides when I awoke to a new reality in July 2010. Sharon seemed to have the incredible ability to thread beautiful lessons in flyaway-like comments. I remember saying to her one afternoon, that I wouldn't make one of her classes, but that I would be there in spirit. She smiled warmly and said, I think you'll find it wise to take your spirit with you, Bernie. Isn't it amazing how we throw around the words without fully understanding the energetic meaning? And isn't it incredible how a couple of comments can steer you back on course? She is probably unaware of the profound effect she had on me, and I will always think of her as one of my guardian angels. Her divinity shone brightly. And it's funny because it took me back to my time in hospital, in the psychiatric ward. And some of the nurses, they, they triggered me a bit because I felt like being treated like a naughty school child. You know, one said to me, oh, you're, you know, you shouldn't cry because we'll think you're unwell. When I probably hadn't had a good cry in over a week and I was traumatised being somewhere I didn't want to be um, with all my freedom stripped away. And I'd done so well not to cry, but I was like, no, I'm going to release this because I'm so frustrated because they told me I would be getting out more and then they took it away from me. It was like all the freedom was gone and I cried and they were like, one of them said, oh, the fact that you're getting upset it makes me think you're not like, well, and I just kept thinking, you're so wrong. Like, at that point, I was starting to get my insight back. I was resting. And I just was so frustrated. Um, and some of the nurses were just oh, quite, oh, they would sort of speak back to you. And it was like they took your illness personally. And I think looking back, they were just stressed. They had a lot on their plate. But there was one nurse um, who was always so gentle, no matter what pressure she was under. Her name was Dee. And she would print me out 
you know, inspirational poems about feeling misunderstood. She was so calm, so gentle. And I'll never, ever forget, she was like the little angel. She was perfect for the job. And um, I'll never forget that. She really sort of stuck with me. Um, we never forget how people make us feel. So I thought that was a lovely part of the book. So much of this book I could read out. Um, thought 22, open your heart and let more love in. All too often we may unacknowledgedly have closed our hearts. Maybe we were once hurt badly, so our brain sends us a message. Don't do that again. It's too scary or hurts too much. We can't handle it. But a heart actually can't be broken. It has the capacity to feel so much. It's the reason we came here, to experience the good, the bad, the ugly. It has the capacity for much more love than our minds would have us believe. Getting hurt and feeling rejection is part of life. Yes, it's not great when it hurts, but it does not matter how bruised or broken your heart may feel at times, shutting down is not the solution. That means fear is winning. And the most important lesson I have learned on my journey so far is that fear must not be allowed to make any of our ongoing decisions. We have to be willing to feel everything if we truly want to live our lives as a full expression of who we are. Boom, bang, bosh. You know, and there's a quote there. We were born with love. We learn fear. Fear is learned behavior. We are born to love. Actually, that was one of my book titles that um, I'd been working on, Born to Love. Someone else has probably used it though. <laughs> Read one more. Um, Thought 31. My secret desire as a child and then as a young woman was to lead a creative life to have meaningful, connected and loving conversations, to write and read beautiful words, to travel and to feel joy, to create beautiful things and lead an interesting, joyful, rich life. But somewhere along the way, I suppressed those desires, thought them unachievable and even worse, considered my already beautiful, interesting life too dull and boring. Why? Plain and simply because I wasn't present. I was wishing I was someone else. I was wishing myself away. In the last eight years, many parts of my external life have not been, have not seen a lot of change yet internally. How I view myself and experience life has radically changed. By being much more present, I am able to practice loving and cherishing all that I am. I actually am able to experience life how the universe has always seen it. A beautiful, magical, creative life. In the past, I would not have dared voice the desires of my soul. I was under the illusion it would be too painful, but that's all it was, an illusion. Beautiful. And I actually think those are really, really good goals to have, Bernie. Um, who doesn't want to travel, to feel joy, to write and read beautiful words? I love all of these um, desires. What? That's just great to have that at such a young age as well. I remember my... Um, one of my desires was just to like entertain people, you know, such a shy child. But when I realized I could act and I could be another character and I could perform that desire to to bring it, to bring the energy and to be good at acting and speaking and performing, you really need to be present in your body to, to have the best impact. So what she says about being present, it's so key. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your desires, when we're present, we enjoy them more. It's the same with traveling. When we're present, you know, you could have two people on Paradise Island. One's present, the other isn't. They're lost in their head. They're not having the same experience. They're not enjoying it. Love that. Love that. Guys, Katy Perry, Firework was a song choice. Love it, Bernie.
Will you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again? Join in, guys. Let's release some mojo. Like a house of cars, one blow from calling in. Do you ever feel already buried deep? Six feet on the street, but no one seems to hear a thing. Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you. You just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. Just on the night, like a fourth of July. Maybe you're a firework. You won't show them all you were. They can go up, up, the sky. No, no. You are a firework. Oh, feel it. Such a good song. You don't have to feel like a waste of space. You're original. You cannot be replaced. Amen. What the future holds after a hurricane comes a rainbow. Truth. All the doors are closed. So you could run the one and lead you to the perfect road. Like a lightning bolt, your heart will glow. And when it's time, you know, you just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. So apt for our conversation today, guys. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for coming to the beach with us and setting off some fireworks. We're all made of star, same stuff that's in stars, guys. Come on, go, go, make them go, uh, uh, uh. We're gonna leave them go, uh, uh, Boom, boom, boom. Even brighter. Moon, moon, moon. It's been inside of you. It's always been inside of you. Bernadette, did you write that song? <laughs> Guys, it's been amazing to have you here. All the love. Mwah.